0: I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada.
1: This podcast is an honest, behind the scenes, no bullshit look into the wedding industry.
0: With over 15 years experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding.
1: We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know.
0: Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is
1: your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, fellow lovers. Welcome to our Valentine's Day podcast special. And we have a really good treat for you today is, you know, we accidentally uh, interviewed a friend of ours. <laughs> And I didn't even realize that his interview recording would land on the most romantic weekend of the year, <laughs> and
0: also very important to him.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, birthday. because it's his birthday. <laughs> it's which so nice. ironing that. So, uh, we did an interview with none other than Sean Miller of Young, Hip, and Married, and it is a beautiful company that exists here in Vancouver, um, and mm-hmm. it is massive undertaking of what they've done (laughs) and changed. They've changed the rhythm of how putting, um, you know, a ceremony together. So yeah. Well, Kelly, why don't you tell us a bit about who Sean is and what Young, Hip & Married is. And of course, with the interview with him, he explains it and so much more with so much more passion. <laughs> oh,
0: he does. Absolutely. So um, yeah, so Sean is the co-founder along with his wife, Erica of Young, Hip & Married. Uh, they are um, officiating services here in Vancouver. Um, so Young, Hip & Married actually exists for two reasons. It's to help couples to get married and to stay married, which I absolutely love and appreciate. And we actually mm-hmm. go into this a little bit. So please stay tuned. Um, they're on a mission to eradicate dull and boring wedding ceremonies from the face of the planet and to help couples create a sweet lifelong union that just gets better with age Um, beginning in 2004 shot with sean and his wife erica uh it started actually in vancouver here and they've grown to over eight locations in canada and the u.s which is so, so cool. So um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that. They've got a team of wedding officiants that we've actually had the pleasure of working with quite a few of them right now. So, and we're working with more of them this summer. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, but they would love to design and create a personalized ceremony just for you as a couple, as well as helping you to develop the tools that you might need for a absolutely fantastic marriage. They're like the yes. full meal deal, guys. I'm This is, the I was so thing. excited. The whole thing. I was so excited to, to chat with him, so. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know what? Like, I think the one big... takeaway from this podcast that you're going to listen to is obviously you can hear the passion through Sean's voice. He is a professional speaker, you know, to say because he's (laughs) married hundreds of couples over the last 10 years. Uh, But he really highlights the importance of like you're getting to marry this person, you have found mm-hmm. the love, and he really brings it down to the roots of why are you getting married. And you know, mm-hmm. on this podcast, we talk a lot about logistics because you know, we're planners, we talk about decor, inspiration, are our favorite moments. But overall, the wedding um is just one day, which mm-hmm. we like to remind you guys. And I think Sean really highlights it um, and takes it to a place that you understand, like, why are you getting married? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Does it all with love? So we hope you enjoy this podcast. <laughs> Hello. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thanks
0: <laughs> nice to have you. you. Yeah, you
1: yeah. Uh, So we're glad that you could join us. This email uh, between, I think, somebody that works with you, Jackie Dean, kind of was just talking about she wanted to see how the 2022 season was going to take place. And then it kind of uh, opened up into like more of a podcast idea because we are now forced into our homes again. So I appreciate you making the time to come chat with us today. Yay! It's to be here. Yeah. So for any of our listeners that live under a rock, can you tell us who young, hip and married, what is it and who you guys are? Give us your elevator pick.
2: All right. Yeah. Young, hip and married is a Vancouver based wedding officiant and relationship enrichment company Uh, started in 2010. Uh, We officiate weddings. We specialize in uh, custom storytelling So our ceremonies really specialize in telling a couple's love story rather than the kind of traditional talking at a couple. We try and talk much more about our couples. Uh, We put them through a really unique process that find out about them and so that their ceremony is custom created to kind of who they are. Uh, And then we call ourselves a relationship enrichment company because we believe getting married is incredible. Having a wedding is awesome, Uh, but you know, a wedding is really a small portion of uh the overarching thing which is a couple's relationship and so we don't just want to help couples uh get married and help them give them beautiful ceremonies but we want them really to thrive inside their relationship so we kind of paired those two things together we thought they paired together really well and so that is really our goal is to help couples get married in their own unique way style and expression but also to have a relationship that thrives brings them life one that they really enjoy um yeah in their life
0: that is so cool. I'm so glad that you do that. I didn't actually realize that you did sort of both of them. Um, I, um, I I think, honestly, that's such an important thing. And I think that's something that people really, um, I think, kind of forget in the whole, like, shenanigans that is your wedding is that it's yes it is you guys coming together and having the big party but it's so much more than that it's actually you guys as a couple and making sure that you guys are able to work through any sort of any challenges or anything like that I I'm so I'm all for like marriage prep like I'm I'm Catholic I tell people that all the time and that's something that's really important in the church like you do have to go through marriage prep before you get married and I know some people like oh is it like a totally religious thing I'm like no it's not it's like you know if one of you guys get one of you gets sick or you know like we have to pay the electricity bill or like we you know the freezer dies and you want to go on a trip like you know there's just so much more about like your finances and how you want to raise your kids and how you guys want to be as a couple and I think people don't necessarily um remember that in the whole like planning and all that stuff and I think that's so cool that you guys incorporate that as well so that's mm-hmm. awesome
1: and I think I find working with you guys, I always, it's gonna sound like weird, but every time I work with you guys, I find that there's always a happier energy with all mm-hmm. the efficiency, like and you included. I just think people are more delighted in the ceremony. And oftentimes we're running around with our heads, you know, cut off right. in the back, figuring stuff out. But I will typically stop for one moment to hear like a personalized story that's mm-hmm. been told, or I'll hear the crowd laugh or, I'll feel the energy. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out. Like I've watched probably 40 to 50 wedding ceremonies a year for the last five years, but I'm going (laughs) to listen to this one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's that's always a
2: big compliment for us. Like when photographers, videographers, planners, venue coordinators, you know, when we get compliments from them, uh, that means a world to us because you know, they're the ones, especially photographers and videographers, they see a lot of weddings, right? But like, totally you know, Nate, when, when I get a compliment from a videographer, a photographer, a planner, it always I'm like, sweet. It's like, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, always
2: feels extra good.
0: Oh, cool. That's so uh, nice. That's so good. So, why why did you start Young, Hip, and Married?
2: You know, it's a great question. And <laughs> I've told my couples this because I feel like it kind of chose me and it sounds really woo woo. Oh. Um but so I
0: We I love woo woo. Yeah,
2: it does sound woo, but like if you would have asked me like when I graduated high school, like hey, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm gonna start a wedding officiating business. It's like <laughs> who thinks that? Nobody thinks that, right? Um, I didn't even know it was a thing. And so uh, my background is actually in professional coaching. So um, I started training in a field called neuro-linguistic programming, also shortened to NLP, in 2007, and I did that down in Santa Cruz at the University of California, Santa Cruz. And then in 2008, I began training with the Coaches Training Institute in San Rafael, California, and I did their coaching program, I did their core curriculum, I did their certification program, I did their leadership program, and then in 2009, I started a coaching practice, so wow. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a life, I wanted to be a life coach. Um, and, and yeah, you could was you that, was, was,
0: was that down in the States or was that? It was here. Was also in it, the was here. The oh, it was here in the
2: States. Uh, okay. s- I studied NLP in the U S um, okay. in 2007, 2008, okay. I did the CTI program, which was remote learning. And then in uh, 2009, I, I did, um, the leadership program, uh, with CTI, which was down in California. Um, gotcha, and so I started gotcha. a coaching practice cool. and my coaching, um, began to focus on relationships. So my cool. primarily coaching clients were men who were great at dating, uh, but bad at intimacy, bad at mm. commitment, vulnerability, wow. guys who like, you know, wanted to, wanted to get into a long-term relationship, but it just wasn't their jam or they didn't. So that's kind of where my, the niche that my life coaching led me into. Um, and then my wife, Erica and I, um, she's got a psychology background and she also studied and we studied NLP together. And so we started doing some relationship coaching work, um, more as a side hustle kind of fun thing to do together. We're like, Oh, this could be fun and interesting. Um, always starts like that. Right. Yeah. It just starts like that. It's an idea over beers one Friday night. Uh, and we had a friend who was an officiant, Um, doing weddings and we were out for dinner uh, and kind of talking about this and we were really enjoying the coaching side of things. And he said, Hey, why don't we put our, uh, my officiating together with the coaching and we could start a company. And he wasn't interested in uh, starting a new business, but he was willing to kind of help us get it off the ground. Oh, cool. And so um, that I came up with the idea uh, of calling it young had been married Uh, That night, because, you know, when we were looking at the wedding industry, it was like a lot of like beauty and white lace and like perfection and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's so true. Right. And so this was in 2010. And we Eric and I at this point in time had been we'd almost been married six years. um, And we were like, this is not really what like being married is like. Like, like a wedding is not really a representation of what it's like to actually live your life with someone and be married. And we didn't like that old kind of adage. And it still exists. You know, when someone gets married, people are like, oh, your life's over now. Like, well, better go have your fun (laughs) at the bachelor party. Or like, oh, the old and chain won't let you go. Like, these are things people say about getting married. Like, they say the worst worst things to someone. Oh, you're getting married? Good luck with that. Right? Like, it's just like, I mean, we thought it was total bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so we, we really believe that being married, like, could be one of the best things ever, could be super fun, could be super engaging, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean your life's over. We got, Eric and I got married when we were, we met when we were 20, we got married when we were 22. So super young. And everyone kind of told us like, you guys are stupid um are you crazy don't get married you have so much of your life to have you need to experience more people like this is all the stuff people told us um and so by this point we'd been married six years um Mm -hmm. we had two kids and we were like being married's awesome and so the name young had been married kind of came from you know at the time how old we were 28 um and we were like no, being married is awesome so we wanted a name that would reflect like what it's like to be married, which is like, you don't like, you're not old, it's, wet and dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right.
2: Right. No. old, wet and dead. Yeah. yeah. So that's where the name came from. And then we did our first wedding show. We did the Brock house wedding show in um, yeah. September, 2010. Yeah. And we had this giant wow. sign. Oh my gosh, you guys, we had this giant <laughs> sign. We were so ambitious. It said, um, <laughs> how much are you spending on your wedding? Um, how much are you spending on your marriage? Right? It's <gasps> huge Ooh. four by eight foot sign. Right? Oh they, we, we set it all up. We're all ready. Um, they made us take the sign down. They were like, this is offensive. What? <gasps> really? yeah. yeah, they made us take it down because, you know, people are there yeah. to spend money on their wedding. Right? And we were oh, we were I like, oh. right? Like, yeah, it makes sense. From a business perspective, I, I get, get it. Uh, I get
0: and, it. But wow. You know, yeah.
2: Um, and needless to say we did that first wedding show and people you know we were like the exact opposite of everything at that show right Mm -hmm. everything at that show was really well put together and we just were like more casual (laughs) yeah lots of lace lots of chair covers Um,
0: (laughs) yeah which is good because it works for some people but yeah i i yeah for sure
2: yeah and so we did that first show and people would come and be like what are you guys all about and we had these matches like our business cards were matches
0: Nice.
2: Um, and it was just we tried to be we tried to be ex- totally opposite of what the wedding industry was um, mm-hmm. and so we, st- we stuck out like a sore thumb um and but we got a lot of attention and with that fall we added a few more officiants to the team and uh the business just did a few more shows and just started to grow from there we got written up a few magazines and um kind of caught people's attention and we just grew from there
1: that's amazing that's so cool yeah i think well it's interesting because you know like we're in the wedding business and we're always talking to people that are in love and want to have a wedding but sometimes like with my own partner he just Pisses me off, and I'm going to a consult. I'm like, how am I supposed to tell these people that it's the best day of their life? And I'm fighting with you about Coke Zero Cans in the house.
0: (laughs) 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 It's it's real life. That's married life, a little bit, right? Like, that's how it is. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, real life.
1: Yeah. So we get asked this a lot, and honestly, I can never really answer it. So I thought what better way than to actually ask the expert is what is the difference between a marriage commissioner and an officiant? Because I know cost-wise and possibly service a bit, but I really can't tell you the difference <laughs> besides right. costing. Yeah, I'll break,
2: I'll break it down for you guys. So, so, you know, we're talking currently about British Columbia. So that's something also to understand is that you know, regulations change depending on where you are in the world, right? Versus Canada, not just within the country, but province to province, um, in, in the US, whether you're in Australia, New Zealand, UK, things are different everywhere. So I'm going to talk about what we know here in BC, Canada. Uh, and so a marriage commissioner is uh, commissioned by the government to marry people on behalf of the government. So they, they are employed by the government, okay? Um, retired or semi-retired, um, also, uh, they're required to stick to a district or a region. Okay. So they're given a certain region. So if you wanted a marriage commissioner, if you oh, found a great commissioner out in Port Moody, but you're getting married in Vancouver. Sorry, they're not coming to Vancouver to marry you. They got to stick kind of to their region. Right.
0: Gotcha. The, go- gotcha.
2: the, the government also sets their prices. The price is set by the government. Um, and they also have a certain script that they are required to use. I do believe that they are allowed to uh, add on additionally, but I don't believe they're allowed to add on anything spiritual or religious into their scripts. Okay. okay. So okay. Um, uh, the best way to describe it, what I, the, is kind of like used to, people think of going to get married at the courthouse right? Can't, yes, book yes. book. can't really do that anymore. Although all during COVID uh, city of Vancouver made it possible to get married at city hall. And I've done a lot of weddings at city hall this year, which has yeah. been pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but you can't go to courthouse and get married. So this is almost equivalent to the courthouse coming to you. Okay. So think just kind of bare bones, straight, straight and done um, mm-hmm. thing. Right. But, but uh, they're not an independent business, right? They're working for the government. And and when you book a marriage commissioner, um, you gotta go book them through the government website and you get a name and a phone number and you contact them. but you're not going to a website for like a company that's collecting reviews and like has good processes on the back end and customer service and all of this sort of stuff uh, that you would with many of your other vendors because <clears throat> you know, um, they're working for the government, and it's a service that the government provides for people, right? It's very affordable, very cost effective um, mm-hmm. way to get married, but um you know, the service can be really different depending on the commissioner you get, right? So that's mm-hmm. the kind of commission. So they're pretty much, they're commissioned by the government to marry people. Um, and they got a set of rules that they really got to stick to and abide to, right? Um, on the other side, you've probably heard the word celebrant, probably heard the word officiant. Some people use the word marriage pastor. There's a bunch of words that people use, right? Uh, to marry someone. Anyone who is not a marriage commissioner, but marries people, hold some kind of religious workers' representative's license, okay? So think pastor, priest, rabbi, reverend, spiritual teacher, you name it. They hold some kind of religious workers' representative's license, and they are governed by their religious body that they hold that license with, okay? So that's why when you get married in the Catholic Church, a Catholic ceremony looks a lot different than, say, you were going to get married by a rabbi in a synagogue. Those yeah. <laughs> ceremonies could look, or or you get married by a Sikh priest in a Sikh temple versus a Catholic. Those weddings are so different, right? They're not even saying the same things. They're not agreeing to the same things. They got different definite because what they are, they're being governed by their overarching religious community, right? So they're licensed by the religious organization, right? So those are the only two options. You're either a religious workers representative or you are a marriage commissioner. Those are the only two. People call themselves different things, all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, those are really your only two options. And so as a wedding officiating company, we do not license people. People think this all the time. People want to apply to work for us all the time. I want to be, I want to work for young and be married. We could only hire people that have a license, right? We can't get you a license. We can't license you to marry people. But if someone is a religious worker and wants to do weddings, they can come work for young and be married.
0: Oh. Got you. Okay. Got you. That's okay. why you guys
1: have different service levels. Now I'm. it's all coming together. It, <laughs> Got makes, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yes. That I that totally makes sense. And whenever I try to explain it to my clients, I was them the kind of the bare bones. More the marriage commissioner is very very basic. Um, you don't really know who you're gonna get, and that's it, it. Makes sense what you had said earlier about there's no reviews, there's no nothing. I follow a few of the different like Facebook groups, and a lot of them are always brides, and it's just a screenshot of a of a municipality, and they're like, has anybody worked with any of these mar- uh, these commissioners before? What do you think? What about it? Like.
2: They're not allowed to advertise, right? So it's like no, it's so hit or miss. Yeah, and they're they're also only allowed to do it for ten years. Once you've done it for ten years, so I would be retired already, right? I've been marrying people for over ten years. I would be retired. I couldn't be. I wouldn't be allowed to continue.
0: So yeah. I asked a, a marriage commissioner about why there was a ten-year um, rule for commissioners. And they said it's mostly because they have to be either retired or semi-retired, like you said. So if you're, imagine you're retiring at 65 years old and you decide you want to be a marriage commissioner, could you imagine being 75 or 77 or 80 years old and you're trying to marry someone and you're getting names wrong and you show up late and like, it's just like you're, you're maybe no longer, the faculties are no longer there. (laughs) And it, it makes, you know, like, I get that 10 year gap. Whereas an efficient, there's no there's no end time really like you can be you could be 10 years, 15 years, 20 years doing this, whatever you're doing, and you could still be able to officiate a wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Now, question cool. for you is, um, do you guys have to get the your clients to say the two sentences that are required in BC, but you can formulate it any way you want or do you, can you just perform the ceremony? There
2: has to be consent of marriage. So that's the biggest thing, right? It's not stru- the wording is not structured in a certain way, but there has to be right. verbal consent, right? right. You can't yeah. just get someone yeah. here, sign here, sign here, sure. right? You got to ask, hey, you do want to be, you do want, yeah, you do want to be married. You you choose so and so as your partner, your husband, your wife, you you name it, right? But we want people have to make a verbal consent that they're choosing one another as a marriage partner. That's the big thing, but the way you say that it depends right because what again what the different arcing denominations catholicism judaism muslim sikh christian buddhist everyone will believe something different around that right but we want there all there has to be a verbal consent
0: so what what is the process for when a couple connects with you i like like to walk us through like what it, what that kind of would feel like for them. And maybe if there's different, whether different types of, of like your packages or how, it would, like explain to us, give us the, the lowdown of how it would work. If I were to approach I, you tomorrow and be like, I'm getting married, help me. I would <laughs>
2: love, love, love. I know Jackie Dean's going to be coming on the podcast and it sounds yeah, so funny yeah. for me to default to her. But... Ah! You know- <laughs> I really, it's cheating. It, it, I think it's cheating. <laughs> it, it is a little bit cheating. What I would like to answer is though, when I meet a couple, all right, so let's put it. So, because there's a lot that my team, my, my team is incredible. Um, I call them the angels. Um, oh. you know, there's four women that work in our office that are just like absolutely incredible. And like, you know, you'll notice it in our reviews. If people read any of the reviews of young and marriage, people review, their interactions with the office, which is like, you know, not just oh, not cool. just their interactions with their officiant, yeah. but they say, oh man, the process dealing with, you know, Rebecca or Jackie Dean was amazing. So oh, nice. um oh. you know, she has a whole process on that. And so I don't want to step on her toes, but when I meet with a couple
1: <laughs> like, when you, you get know, a
0: couple So yeah. <laughs> whatever
2: on the front end, there's all sorts of stuff that happens on the front end when a couple first initially inquires. Okay. Okay. Once they go through that process, they get locked in with an officiant like myself. Right, so they okay. get introduced to me, saying, "Hey, we're interested in meeting with Sean about our wedding." By this point, they already have a good idea of what package they're going to be in, what type of service that they want, uh, but they really want to meet me and, and find out what's going on. So when I sit down with a couple, you know, my goal is to talk to them about why they're getting married. That's what I want to know. I don't care what the color scheme of the wedding is or what flavor cake you're going to have. Like, I know it's important. <laughs> I don't really care, right? What I want to know is (laughs) why is this person your favorite person in the whole world? Because that's amazing. You think about it. Billions of people on this planet, you found your favorite one, their favorite person in the whole world. And people are like, when I put it that way, they're like, yeah, I kind of did. I'm like, yeah, you got lucky. They're like- yeah yeah and you're like yes you did um and so i asked them these questions about how did you mean fall in love what attracted mm-hmm. you to them initially i always ask them what attracted you to them what caused you to fall in love what's causing you to want to marry them because those three things are often very different right Um, what are you excited about for your future? What are your hopes, plans, dreams for your life together as a couple? And that is really one I want to focus on because when I do a wedding, that's the stuff I want to talk about, right? Because a wedding without a ceremony, is just a party. It's just a party. (laughs) Kelly says those exact words. But when you throw the ceremony in, it becomes a wedding, right? So true. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but why do we have a ceremony? We, like mm-hmm. we're not just having a ceremony to watch you sign a piece of paper. I'm sorry. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're having the no. ceremony because the ceremony should tee up the reception. The ceremony Thank should you. talk about how you've been in film love. What do you love about each other? Why do you work so well together? You know, why do you two make such an amazing team? Why are you choosing to spend your life with this person? Because I think no, no matter who we are, no matter where we come from, no matter what we believe, right? And and this is not more ever never more evident than it has been these last two years with all the shit going on in the world and all oh, the yeah, different thing yeah. of beliefs yeah. and all the craziness, you know. But when you do a wedding, it's like no matter what anyone stands on these political, religious, spiritual spectrums, we can kind of all agree: love is worth celebrating. It just is. It is worth celebrating. Let's put all that bullshit behind us and gather around and celebrate what you two have found, what you two have created, and what you two are committing to. So when I meet with a couple, this is what I want to talk about. This is what I'm interested in because that is what makes a memorable, to me, a memorable wedding. People don't necessarily remember all the details. They won't remember necessarily what, this, what the flowers look like or what music you played. What couples, what people remember is how they felt. You will remember how you feel. Well, my job Mm -hmm. as an officiant is to draw the guests in to this feeling of your love, being connected, this feeling of gratitude, you know, how blessed you are and the love that you Mm -hmm. have for each other because everybody loves a great love story. It's at the center of Mm -hmm. the best movies, the best literature, the Mm -hmm. best music. It's all about love, right? And so we can all just kind of gather around that commonality. And so, you know... I, I want to talk to my couples about all of that because that's the reason why they're getting married. So let's talk about why you're getting married, right? We don't need cliches about life, love, and marriage that we we've all heard before. Live, live, laugh, and love. We've and heard of before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, we have heard it. Yeah. So
2: yeah, well, that's yeah. what I tend to focus my conversations on when I meet with a couple.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. You know, it's interesting. Um, Kelly and I started doing, uh, when we have consults with our clients, uh, we started, it was like all over the place as it starts in the beginning. Now we have a list of questions that we always, uh, kind of go through to help us figure out what they want. And the first opening question that we always ask is like, what are you most excited for about the wedding? Because that really helps one. Usually it's often the groom, but the bride is more mostly doing the talking. So the groom will usually pipe up and will say, I really want to spend time with my family. Like, great right. like we can make your wedding day focus around that <laughs> you know so it, I find similar to how you guys do it is if we can get the passion of why they're getting married and why they're getting married to each mm-hmm. other then we can frame their day it's like we went tell you to go for three hours of photos if you want to spend time with your family let's find an alternative that's going to make mm-hmm. you guys happy and memorable mm-hmm. and of course Kelly always says and we sell decor for a living but we yeah. always say people do not remember the decor but they remember how they felt and if they were hungry because <laughs> those yeah. are the two things if they were hungry it's so true, yeah, it's so true. we were caterers in a past life so we're always like people always remember the food fit. yeah
2: <laughs> i went to a wedding once and when it was my turn to go eat all the food was gone, <gasps> gone.
1: Oh, and you remember that forever yeah you can it, smell it all.
2: Gone. Oh. Not only that, then I got really drunk, and um, oh, no, And then <laughs> no, it gets story gets worse. And then I was leaving oh, no. the wedding, and um I was going back to the car with Erica, and I was like, "I left the car right here," and she's like, "You've had too much to drink." I'm like, "Swear, <laughs> swear, it was right here." But we walked around the parking lot for like an hour trying to find the car.
1: Oh.
2: It was oh, no. stolen. The car was stolen. Okay, actually
1: someone. It it was
2: actually stolen. And not only that, because I had I was wearing a suit and um you know when you get a new suit, the pockets are all sewn shut. Okay? Yes, they are. Where do you put your keys? Well, I locked them in the car because I had a keypad on my car. So whoever broke it in my car was like jackpot, they broke in the window, the keys were in the in the center the, the center console, along with my wallet. Um, so they were like, oh, we're out of here So they got my wallet, my car, and my keys So you just gave them And a I, didn't even get to I didn't even get to eat that day I was hungry oh, so you Do you remember breath. that it all
1: happened and you were hungry I couldn't even take <laughs> myself to McDonald's
2: Yes. <laughs> oh. Straight to the police station
1: Oh, oh. Yeah, the, oh, that's yeah, the worst there. thing
2: was is like, Erica did not believe me She was like, where's the car? I'm like, I was right here I promise, it was right here <laughs> <I promise. laughs>
0: Oh no, that happened to us one time actually. Uh, we came back from from work. It was the first week that we when we moved here from back east. First week we were here. My parents were going to work. We parked at Surrey Central Skytrain station, and we're from oh, like yeah. tiny town Ontario, where like yes yeah. you can leave your door open, yes you can leave your car unlocked, <laughs> yes you should park your car under a tree so it stays cool. No, 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 not in Wally. No, you cannot. Yes. We yeah, came, no, we no. came, we came back. My mom is in heels because she's we get, came back from work. She's like, where is our car? This profit sucks. We're going back home. <laughs> she was so mad. But yeah, it's pretty yeah. devastating. When you're looking around and you're like, I swear, I swear it was here. I put yeah. it here. We oh found we
2: found the car in Wally. It was in Wally. What?
1: See, they all go there. Oh, all things we lead we to found North found Surrey. It. It smelled like
2: <laughs> marijuana and booze.
0: Oh man. Oh. Did you was it were, were you able to resuscitate the car though, or was it? Yeah, totally it
2: was. You know it they brought it back to life, you know, but you know.
1: Crazy. crazy. I want to touch base on uh, what you said earlier about COVID and how, you know, it just like devastated our industry. How did you guys do with COVID? Because I think what we started to notice is the ceremonies that were 100 people, 200 people squashed to 10 or 50 became nicer. And now when people say they have to plan, they're going to plan 120 to 130 person wedding. I'm like, that's really big, but it never used to be in 2019. So I'm curious as to how you guys found it
2: I'm I'm turning forty next week, and uh
1: okay. happy I, birthday! I
2: keep it journal. When's your birthday? I, I, when is oh, it? You're not know, gonna believe it. You're never gonna believe this. It doesn't make it's so it's so cliche. I'm on Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm February seventh. So we're fellow Aquarians, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Monday. I'm both
2: yeah. on Valentine's Day, and I marry I'm married. Like, yeah,
1: that I should I be a marketing
2: forever. tool. Everywhere. Oh my gosh. Um, so and funny. so I always review my journals before, like, I mean, I kept the journal since I was 16 and I always review my journals before my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was reading through kind of starting at, I was like, I, I'm going to start at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. And it's so interesting to like watch the things that I'm writing about in my journals around like, Oh, cause we were in, we were in Florida taking our kids to Disney world when COVID happened. So we were in Florida and on March, so we were there a week early. We're going to Disney world on 13th was a Friday, 14th. Our first day at Disney world was going to be March 15th. So we arrived like a week, we arrived like a week earlier to spend it with my in-laws. And then on the 11th, like, and in Florida, like, we were swimming in the pool, having fun in the sun. Like people text me, like, yeah. "Hey, how's?" I'm like, "What are you pendent with? What, what cold? or black? like, go, like, yeah. it was like yeah. not a thing. It? And every yeah. on occasion, we'd see someone with like a cart full of water at the grocery store, and be like, "What's going on?" Like, there's someone wearing a mask, but it was like not a thing. <laughs> right. Like it just was not on the radar of the Floridians. Yeah. Um, But then on on the 11th, um, they shut down the NBA, and that all of a sudden, I, I was like oh, shit. Sure. The NBA's yeah. closing? I'm like, no, this must be serious. And I've been texting with a buddy. He's like, oh, you might want to think about coming home. And I'm like, oh, we're not coming home. Like, we're going to Disney on Sunday.
1: <laughs> Fine.
2: Right? Yeah. Right? And we had a whole trip booked in. Like, like yeah. great trip. But we have four kids. So it was like, everyone's excited to go. Yeah. Um, And then I wake up Thursday. I'm kind of watching the news like, oh, this is getting real. Now they're talking about closing the NHL. And I'm like, uh, I'm looking at them like, and then there's talk of like Canadian border maybe closing. and then on Friday morning, I wake up and we get an announcement oh they're closing Disney, right? Oh, so they're closing sure. Disney on the 16th, oh. which is the Monday. Our first day was gonna be the 15th. and then I'm oh. like,, eh, I think we need to get out of here. And so I, yeah. that morning I'm like, yeah. I just booked us a ticket that morning at like five am, three o'clock we were on a flight. Wow, <laughs> straight back. Yeah. To, to Seattle, then we drove to Vancouver and we got across the border. It was like ghost town in Washington. And I was like, Oh, this is real. Right. Then we get yeah. home quarantine. we got no food, shelves are empty. So, you know, I was reading through my journals about like this process of like, Oh, this is like, we're going to shut down for like a month. It's not a big deal. But I don't oh, March, April, yeah. but the summer, we'll be good to go. Right. And then mm-hmm. kind of this process. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we lost a, so we've lost like 60, 70% of our business by June. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. about it, yeah. And people are, and we're a pretty systematic company, meaning like we rely heavily, heavily on our systems to operate, meaning like, mm-hmm. you know, refund policies and cancellation policies and change policies yeah. and mm-hmm. contracts and, you know, bookings and all this sort of stuff. Well, there was no, we had no system for what we were dealing with. Nothing. Yeah. We did. Right. Yeah. Um. We had, when COVID happened, we had, now I'm, I'm hesitant to throw the number out. Cause I don't have it right in front of me, but we're going to say in the neighborhood of like five to 600 weddings booked. Okay. When COVID hit. Oh
1: my. Wow. 70. Okay. So because everybody postponed.
2: eh? Yeah. Or this what was booked when COVID started to happen. So are we were going to have, we were on pace to do a thousand weddings in 2020. Okay. Wow. So, that's, so we were going to do that. That was the goal was hit a thousand. Yeah. So we lost, like everyone was panicking. So my team Mm -hmm. just like the emails, the questions, the angst, the panic was just like Mm -hmm. very real. Um, And I'm so proud of my team. I could not have done it without them. And we just went to work and we just did everything we possibly could to help our couples. So Mm -hmm. we developed a new package called Lope Now Party Later which mm-hmm. allowed couples to elope yeah. at a discounted rate for the ones that wanted to get married. We decided we would never charge anyone a rebooking or a change fee if they were canceling because of COVID. Right. right. Um, we let anyone pick their dates, but you know, when you're dealing with that many weddings um, there's a lot of logistics. People oh yeah. People are available. People are away. People are double booked. Like, like I, to look back through our, our emails of what, amount of emails we said during that time it would be insane so we had a huge dip a lot of people lost you know work on my team Mm -hmm. because you Mm know um we were money was flying out the door for refunds Mm -hmm. and we we had to figure this out we had a no refund strict no refund policy but in all good conscience like i wasn't like i'm not gonna keep like we can't marry you it's not your fault like you're not getting mm-hmm. married. So trying to figure that out with like, what do we refund? But you know, you know, as a business, when you take that first yeah. payment, like that pays the bills, puts the lights on, um, you know, pays the insurance, like pays my yeah. salary as an owner. Like that mm-hmm. money's gone, right? That first yeah. half of that money's oh, yeah. gone. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's we had a lot of yeah. money to refund them.
1: Yeah. It's not a fund oh, yeah. that like sits there. We've paid our people and yeah. <laughs> it's gone, yeah.
2: right? So now, So now we got, you know, five to six hundred people that are all looking for some money back or maybe not Mm -hmm. all. But, you know, and so I had to have a lot of hard conversations with couples about the reality of where we were, what we could afford, what we couldn't afford, what we could do for them, what we couldn't do for them. Asking people, please, if you don't need this money, you know, can you please just leave it? We're going to make good on good on your wedding whenever the time gets ready and then you know Mm -hmm. couples with the same thing we can't you know we've both been laid off we need the money so okay you get you get your money back so it was just like there was no playbook for what we went through there was no no playbook and we we just went to work and the number one thing we focused on was how do we continue to add more value to this couple Mm -hmm. than the money that we took meaning Mm -hmm. like It might not be value in the terms of like the ceremony, but how can we take care of you? How can we help you replan and do all this sort of stuff? So it was really, really hard. Um, And then it slowed right down um, like crickets. um, And we kind of got through that mess by like September, right? It was like most people had pushed to 2021, right? Or they had eloped, right? um and then we had a very slow fall in 2021 um and then we saw a bit of an uptick in january Mm -hmm. Uh, sorry we had a slow fall in 2020 and then we saw a bit of an uptick in january 2021 people are getting optimistic about the summer you know this thing's gonna happen right um and then all it was was uptick crash uptick crash because people would get excited Book, book book refund refund move reschedule book we thought like it was just like oh, and so but awful. what we were what we were able to do um on the back end was you know we were really diligent we developed all these systems
0: mm-hmm. for finally yeah
2: canceling yes. refunding yeah. rescheduling rebooking if you needed to move to a new efficient, if you needed to get married in a different city you know mm-hmm. if you, like there was a million different things and then um yeah, we just, we just kind of slowly kept at it. So we did, um, a good amount of weddings. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we still did a good amount of weddings, but like, uh, mostly elopements, of course. Right. Um, we did the full weddings when we could, and when the public health was allowed, um, some couples I've married, I married and then you know I married them again the year later. So we did like a small elopement with four people, and then we did a big wedding right. later on. No, um, nice. Some couples got married elsewhere from our company because we operate in different locations. So they got married in you know Alberta, and then they came here for their big wedding. And so, um, it sucked. It, it was so, so it was, many hard it conversations was and. Uh, Did you find
1: a shift with um, clients? So I think for us specifically, I noticed a shift, especially this year, that people have accepted that this is a thing that's lingering. So I've noticed that people weren't so aggressive, I think, with the refunds and stuff, because it's like, look, we don't know what's going to happen because we've been in this now for three seasons. So uh, you're going to have your wedding and you're not going to get everything you want, but we can aim to get a lot of stuff. So I found quite a shift as people really started to focus on things that were important to them, such as um, maybe like spending a little bit higher money on the food experience because people are sitting for three hours. They might as well get a nicer plate of dinner versus mm-hmm. a massive dance party because you couldn't have that. Or we started finding ways that guests could dance outside, which was a whole thing. Dancing in October under a tent, people were warm enough, <laughs> outside, you know, moving yeah. around and alcohol. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm curious if you guys noticed a shift in clientele and kind of how that
2: yeah our mm-hmm. clients were awesome like yeah. no one was really horrible especially when you got on the phone like what we realized mm-hmm. was like even when people were upset they weren't really mm-hmm. upset with us no yeah. like yeah. we, we, like man i i've been upset you sucks, know there's man. yeah it sucked and you know we all were squeezed in some way yeah. or another yeah. and sometimes yeah. they came out you know you know what the with the person at the till and sometimes it came yeah. out with the person on the other end of the phone mm-hmm. when you're planning your wedding like you know everywhere, like it just did and so our clients were awesome but what we the biggest thing that i noticed because we had to you know me i was kind of getting out of weddings in 2020 um but because of covid i jumped right back in mm-hmm. um and i ended up doing a lot of weddings but what i realized is that the weddings i was doing were so heartfelt, like they were so emotional because the couples getting married really wanted to be married. It, it was no longer a spectacle. It was like, no, I just want to be together. And so many tears. I cried more at my wedding <laughs> that I did in 2020 and 2021 than I ever did in my career. Because yeah. it was just like, yeah. <laughs> it was just so beautiful. These people, the promises, because it was, the love was so palpable. It was so yeah. like, I love you. I want to be with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so
0: and not even a pandemic can stop our love kind of thing, no, you know? Yeah. No, and Anyhow. I would use that line. I would say, you know, and here you two
2: are, and you've been through it all. You've planned this wedding four times. You know, mm-hmm. you're here and mm-hmm. you have yeah, five but you know. people, but we're here and we made it. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. two got something worth celebrating, and that's what we're gonna do, right? And it was oh, yeah. oh, crying <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> all the world has killed all the fields, right? Oh, and so it was, be- it was beautiful, it was beautiful. Oh, it was so beautiful. I just loved it. And so it really re-inspired me because I did a lot of big weddings. And often those huge weddings could feel a little bit like a production, right? You know, it's just what they are. Um, Right. But during COVID, man, it's just been like the the heartfeltness and the connectedness has been off the charts. And it's been one of the gifts, you know, I've been trying to just jot down like the gifts of COVID, Um, as shitty as it's been. It's also a lot of people have done a lot of self-reflection. A lot of people have shifted what they're, it's important to them. A lot of people have gotten healthy. Like there's, there's a lot of good things that have come from the hard stuff as well.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. On that note, do you have any of your, yeah. any like favorite stories or a really memorable couple? Um, maybe within the last year, maybe one pre COVID and like in COVID or.
1: Like what's one you'll never forget. Like we all have, of course, we love all of our clients and our couples, but there are ones that stick with you forever.
2: <laughs> I married. There's a few that really stand out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I married a couple once, um, who they were all they were both previously married, um, okay. and they were divorced for like 20 years. Um, and then, as their kids began to have grandkids, um, they began seeing each other more and falling in love. Oh. Uh, the trick to this story was, they got remarried to each other. So, Uh-oh. so they were married for twenty years, divorced for twenty years, oh, and then re- and then fell in love
0: again and got married again. Oh, oh my god!
2: So good. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I thought the story the story was going. I was like, wait a minute, they remarried each other. Oh my, oh my gosh! God. Yeah,
2: yeah, they were in their six. Wow. 60- they were in their sixties. And their kids started to have grandkids. And as their kids began to have grandkids, they started to see each other more.
0: Right. And they are 20
2: years apart and they refell in love.
1: And they were just the
2: cutest couple. Whoa. So cute.
1: That is adorable. We talk about a wedding. We talk about it a lot on the podcast where it was a second marriage as well, but they were in love. Like there was no denying it. (laughs) Just anytime we saw them, they were just, he, he was this, burly man but he had tears of joy and he was holding his son's hand shaking we're like oh my god i can't handle this so, it it was so
2: precious so, so precious. I, I married a couple during the pandemic that met uh, during the pandemic yeah whoa yeah well timeline
0: ty- 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 wow yeah, so
2: yeah they like they got married it was like eighteen months or 16 months yeah but, but during the pandemic they were the only they were both um from out of the country uh, mm-hmm. had no f- they both had moved here right before the pandemic started no friends no family alone started chatting online began to see wow. each other fell in love and then you know pandemic time it's a little bit of a time warp for a lot of people yeah. right yeah. it made yeah. her, it, it made or broke make or break a lot of relationships right oh, some yeah. people it was like Oh yeah, like we went through this. We're in it for we're, we can do anything. Other couples were like, you know, no way I could be locked in a room with you, you know. Yes. So, so who that was the pretty-
1: it um, was a Bill or the guy who invented the PC computers? Um, him Bill and Gates? his wife Bill Gates. split. Yeah, Bill, Bill, Gates. Bill Gates. They split. And it's like really <laughs> like that. Your house was not big enough. Right. Being one of the richest people in the world, <laughs> that you guys just couldn't stand each other in a pandemic. Just that you probably live in a massive square foot house. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's so true, though, actually. I think the pandemic really did, I think, bring up a lot of stuff for people because everyone is all of a sudden working from home. So, like, yeah. as much as you love your person, you're like, I have an eight-hour gap in the day where I don't need to see you. I love you, but I have alone time because I'm working or I'm doing other things or I'm being mm-hmm. my own person. And then when you're stuck at home during the pandemic, you're like, I am, I am, like, you're literally, you're standing on me right now. Can you just back over for, like, I'm on my side of the sofa. You're on your side of the sofa. And you're, you know, they're just, You're trying to share, you know, desks, you're trying to recreate an office and you're, oh, it's just, it's, it put a lot of strain on couples. And that was one thing that people said at the very beginning, like, watch how many, um, watch what happens to couples, and it was a more of a negative. They're like, "Watch how many people split up," and I was like, "Let's see how many people stay together. Let's be a little more positive." You know, it's a great that.
1: example it's true. is um, friends of ours, is Leah and Matt, who were getting were helping getting married in on uh, in September. Is that yeah. they've only been together for maybe two years, but because they moved in with each other in COVID, it was like instant. Like, oh, this is happening. Don't this work. is a relationship. Yeah. We're in love. Yeah. Like,
0: this is what just... happened it just yeah. worked for them yeah so it's it's uh, it's very interesting that you say that yeah for sure i think the one that i remember um working with you was um our this we call it the sam squared it was sam and sam at rowena's inn um 18 yeah. in was, it 18? Oh, yeah. it was so actually the, they were so They're sweet so and weird. honestly that was actually yeah. the first wedding that i had worked with you specifically and i we were all standing back we were all watching in the in the wings and i was so impressed with um how you're able to kind of you know command everyone's attention that was a uh, what a hundred and it was big 130 140 people and um it's outside it's loud you've got the boats going on you know there's you know on on Harrison Lake and and you were able to like uh, (laughs) planes and yeah uh, golfing everywhere and and you could just see it was just you talking to to Sam like they're both both their names were Sam which is why we call them Sam squared but you were just talking to them and it was just so and uh, we could hear you we could just see that you were just focused on them it was so so sweet to see like I had goosebumps I was like oh man he totally nailed it so but and they, so were, they were so much they were they were yeah they were so yeah. so happy to uh you know they're so happy with the ceremony itself but again it was like you know they had an incredible journey together they had a little guy um before they got married and so you know they were starting their family they were you know getting into their new place and so it was a lot of you know new beginnings for them too so um so it's that's why we love being doing what we do because we get to be you know a very little bit of that day for them. And so it's always nice to be surrounded by people that support that idea of love. Like, why are we Mm -hmm. here otherwise? You know? (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah. Like we're so going to put on great. a good wedding, but there better yeah. be a reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That they had a six week old puppy too. So, Yeah. They
1: <laughs> do you remember, the, was do you remember the,
0: the puppy? Stuff. He fell asleep like in the middle of the aisle because he was only six weeks old. <laughs> Poor
1: so cute. Oh my he God. So they fluffy. picked him up on the way to their ceremony and we thought like, okay, this is in, an interesting turn of events. And then everybody was distracted. In a oh good my way. God. Oh, he was oh, so awesome. freaking cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give us a shout out to your company, where we can find you, how we can book services, anything anything you want to say about young have been married, please tell us all the stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, I really do believe if if you have if you're getting married, and you have uh, if you're getting married and you have the opportunity to work with one of our officiants, um, you will not find a group of people that care authentically care so much Mm -hmm. about your life and your love story and the reasons why you're getting married. I I truly believe that as much Mm -hmm. as we do this to make a living, every Mm -hmm. one of our team members just cares so deeply about the work, not just the work, but the people. It's about Mm -hmm. the people. And I think that's why we've been able to be so successful. It's not, because of anything i've done but it's really about the people that represent our company and mm-hmm. the way that they take care of the couples um yeah. you know we don't get it we're not perfect you know there's times where things get messed up you know and and, and that happens at any wedding but of course we truly yeah. care about what we do and yeah. um we care about our Our people, we care that you have a beautiful wedding, but we also care that you have a beautiful marriage and that you have a ceremony that will really cement the promises that you're making Mm -hmm. to each other. And not just the promises you're making to one another, but the promises you're receiving, but also the love and support that everyone is there to give you. And so when Mm -hmm. you think back on that ceremony or on your wedding, we want you to be brought back to that moment, be reminded of why. Um, Mm -hmm. you chose to get married in the first place be reminded of how fortunate you are to not only have found one another but have the opportunity to build a life together and Mm -hmm. and the love that you have for one another and how being together as challenging as that can be at times um Mm -hmm. is better than being apart um yeah and i truly hope uh that we have the opportunity to meet you and marry you. And I, I truly hope that young have a continues to get to expand to new places, new regions, um, so that we can just continue helping couples celebrate their life and their love story. Cool.
1: Cool. You love it. Well, Thanks Amazing. so much for coming on our podcast. And we learned so much now I know how to tell the difference between a marriage efficient and, a,
0: and then a this marriage- was, this was the one you were always stumped oh. on. Oh, Just I keep the soundbite.
2: Just be like, "This is go to twelve I'm, minutes anyway. on this podcast." Yeah, you're gonna so, you're yeah. gonna be education.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, I learned a lot. <laughs>
0: uh, that was that was incredible. Thank you so no. much. That was so. That was. Wow. Yeah.
1: Inspiring. I mean, I'm it gonna use some of the lines that he said when we talked to our couples because I, I you know, we're in the business for so long and and we really get kind of we get stacked under the papers in such a way of like, okay, mm-hmm. now the limo is gonna get here and the food is gonna come out mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. it is nice to be reminded of like why are we here for this wedding? What are we doing? Yeah. And I think you and I as planners always pull back to like what is the passion, what makes you excited, mm-hmm. what gets you really mm-hmm. pumped for your wedding day. So I think we have similar um, methods. And when it comes to planning weddings and events, uh, which I hope our listeners and people that are planning their wedding have.
0: And it's exactly. Just really, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love the fact that he talks about um, his background in counseling and offering those tools to clients so that it's, it's, you know, when you are hiring Sean and his team, you're not just getting somebody that's just going to like, you know, blurt out a whole bunch of words and be like, okay, see you later, peace out. Like they're really, really focused on making sure that you guys are um, you guys love each other, that you're a fit for each other, that you're there to support each other through the good times and the bad. These are vows that you're saying to each other um, on, on probably one of the most important days of your life. So, so, you know, to be able to, to have those sort of tools in place, I think is, is so, so important. I think that's such a cool thing that they're adding that they offer as well. So, cause again, it just kind of brings you back to like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we here? And, you know, we, we, a lot of our couples over the last like two years, especially have really, really overcome a lot of stuff. So when you're walking down that aisle and you see your person and you're able to say your things to each other, I just think Mm. that's so like schmoopy and romantic and wonderful. And we love it. And we love being part of that to, to witness that. So when you see people like really, really in love, it's pretty like, you get goosebumps. It's, It's, Mm. you get goosebumps. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) You do.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tune in, um, I think, probably not next week, but the week after. It just depends on how the recordings show up, is that we're going to have Jackie Dean from Young, Hip, and Married. So there's going to be a second part to this interview, too. So we're going to go more into how it is as an experience for you as a couple to connect Mm -hmm. with Young, Hip, and Married and the process Mm -hmm. that you go through um, to kind of get to the service that you want. So I think that's going to be a whole new interesting um, thing. We're going to learn about the systems that Mm Sean was talking about. Uh, So if you're really interested in kind of learning those bits... Um, just watch out for the next podcast. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Until next time, guys. Take care. Bye.
0: Hey there, thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us?
1: Hit us up on Instagram at
0: The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode
1: was written, produced, and created by Us. us.